Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. Uh, my name is John. I'm joined by Paul and Andrew. And we're just going to do a little recap of uh, our transfer window and the business that we've done. So um, we'll just go through them one by one and, and just see. We'll have a little general chat about what they bring to the team. And and if and then we'll talk about if we're happy overall with the business that we've done or if we've been you know, left short by not getting a few in. Um, so I'll just start with... Uh, We'll start well. We start from when they came in. So the first one was Ruben Vinagre this summer. So um, Andrew, are you happy with the Vinagre? Do you think he'll he'll be okay? He's only on loan for the season, mind you. Was he before Tarkovsky? Uh, was he? I don't know. Let's have a look. I mean, I've Tarkovsky just... was the first announced, but I don't know if he was the first through the door because of uh, the Burnley contract. Right, I get you. Um, well, talk about talk about Tarkovsky yeah. then. Go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, that one I was massively happy for, uh, especially given how he played against us, which always makes anyone look good, uh, especially last season. But uh, he was a natural leader. Uh, he cleared up the few offensive breaks that we took. We had a couple of uh, counterattacks against Burnley that he just absolutely negated on his own, kind of like Patterson against Brentford uh, the other day. Yeah, But just really happy to have a cooler head somebody that's going to communicate uh, so it's not all on Pickford. Um, he still gets caught out every once in a while when he gets put in indecisive scenarios. He's got a little too much time to think. But otherwise, I think he's a great pickup and will make us better for, what, three years, I think, was his contract? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And on a free, that's a steal. Like, he would have been great business if we had, were loaded right now. Yeah, definitely. Um Paul, what about you, mate? And uh, Tarkowski, you're definitely happy with that one? Yeah, it was a no-brainer for me, that one. I remember when we first started the podcast, I think he was one of the first names that came up. Caused a little bit of a debate whether we should be bringing Burnley players in. Yeah, I think we were 50-50 at the time. I think very quickly we all we were all for it in the end. Um, do you agree with Andrew? I think this has been a few dodgy moments so far this season, but I do agree with Dave, who says he's maybe not used to playing in the three on the left of the three. But, uh, no, definitely a solid signing there, leader, captain, uh, and a good player as well. So, And I know Frank Lampard was a massive fan of him when he was Chelsea manager as well. So, no, solid signing for me. That good start to the window that for me. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, before I come to uh, Andrew on the Vinagre, what, what's your thoughts there, Paul, on the Vinagre? Yeah, we need to cover it left-back, didn't we? Yeah. You know, we playing Ben Godfrey out there, and some, I think I've even seen Alex Awobi playing at left back. Yeah, could be wrong. Could be making that up. But no, you need you need cover. He's more of an attacking left back. So if we yeah. want to switch it up and playing. Is there a weaker team than Everton? You could argue there isn't. But yeah, when we want to just go full on attack, you throw Van Agerdon, throw him down the left. Yeah, good signing. You need yeah. a couple of players for every position, and he's a left back. So yeah, good signing for me. Yeah, I think uh, at one point in in the cup game against Palace last season, Gordon was filling in a left back as well, which was just really weird. Um, Andrew, yeah. what's your thoughts on the Vinagre? Then do you agree that's a decent one? I do now. When it was first announced, I was very confused because it looked like Nkunku was poised to break into the first team. Yeah, and he played really well in some lower tier cup matches that we had in the past. Remember, he assisted uh, Moise Keane. There's a weirdly deep cut. Uh, with that back heel, I think it might have been against West Ham. Like, we destroyed them. It was a, uh, a Fleetwood, that. Fleetwood, okay. But uh, I was like, okay, this guy's like poised to break in. And he and Gordon were kind of coming at the same time. Obviously, that's gone 
mm. wildly different paths in terms of first team uh, picks. But I'm happy that he's here. I really do hope Nkunku gets that kind of defensive stability under him because mm. I think that's where Frank sees the opportunity and that he's not ready. Um, but Vinagre has been, you know, solid, I don't know, six, seven out of ten, the games that he's played. Not yep. doing anything crazy, not putting us in bad situations. Yep, definitely. Um, and then just before the season started, we also got uh, Dwight McNeil. So uh, Andrew, do you want to start us off on him? Do you think now it seems like we've been done by uh, Burnley, or do you think he'll? it just takes time? I think it will especially take time. One, I, I think a lot of people don't realize how young he is. I definitely yeah. didn't. When he was first announced, like I swore, I don't know, maybe just because it's Burnley. You don't mm. think of Burnley having any young players. <laughs> like it's just all grizzled, like journeyman. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> put a kicking in. Um, but he's only 22. And he played in a system that almost nobody in the Premier League plays, especially mm. this season's Premier League. There's nobody really setting up shop at the back like Deitch did. So yeah. it's going to be weird for him to have that kind of freedom. He wasn't on corners at first. And then when he is on corners now, he doesn't have the ultimate target man to aim for. Uh, Rondon's not that guy. So I think I'm reserving judgment till maybe after the World Cup when we get Dom ready minutes uh, consistently playing. Because I do think, if nothing else, McNeil's corners are still consistently better than Gray's and especially better than Gordon's. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, mate. Uh, set pieces just haven't been great, so hopefully he can he can step up there. Um, Paul, what about you with uh, McNeil? Um, do you think we paid over the odds? Uh, I think it's too uh, early to judge. I do think McNeil was brought in for Calvert-Lewin, similar yeah. to the way Andrus Townsend was brought in for Calvert-Lewin. Mm. We just haven't had Calvert-Lewin, have we? I think Lampard said it today. He's been Everton manager since January. He hasn't really had him. A fully fit Calvert Loon. So yeah, I was like Andrew. I reserve judgment when we've got a full squad and um, he's actually got someone to put the ball into. But and I agree with Andrew again. We all forget that Dwight McNeil is not that much older than Anthony Gordon and yeah. and stuff like. He's young. It's just because he's been in a battling team mm. for the last few years that we used to seeing him. Do you get know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. I'll give him a chance. I think um, we all need to learn our lessons with the likes of a Wobi. Just give these players a bit of a chance, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, I think I've seen something on Twitter, actually. Uh, most pressures applied in week five, so that's the latest game just gone. Um, Dwight McNeil was top of the list out of all the players in the league for pressures. So That's what I mean, John. He will work hard. No matter, yeah. Even if he's not playing well, he will not hide on that pitch. He will give absolutely everything. He proved it against Leeds. thought he had a good game, mate. He seen him yeah. get slated, but I thought he had a good game. For Nathan Patterson, needed an half help him out. He made Patterson look a lot better as well. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about what was going behind him because McNeil was covering for him. Mm. Which is nuts. I mean, it kind of shows his positional awareness because he's very slow uh, yeah. compared to a lot of our players. Uh, I was terrified that Leeds were going to just abuse him. Um, yeah. But he's been solid. Yeah, I was I was worried about him, really, if we were looking to play on the counter-attack. I just didn't think he had the pace to play on the counter-attack, but... If we were given our time again, what I would say is I wouldn't sign him. And yeah. that's not a slight against him. Mm. I might have just gone for a different target. Yeah, I think we paid, I think it was about 20 million, wasn't it? 21 million. 15 uh, rising to 20. Yeah, yeah. So, 
just have to just have to wait and see you know as you said paul where they will be you know look how he's turned out so if yeah. anyone can get the best out of them it'll be lampard so yeah just have to wait and see on that one um connor cody then uh andrew i think it's a no-brainer just like tarkowski isn't it yeah absolutely again another leader which i actually i initially thought might be a concern mm. because if cody and tarkowski are both leaders and then pickford is also kind of a leader of the back line or he was up until we had regular leaders might yeah. be a conflict of personalities there of like you know misheard instructions or uh different ideas of what those instructions should be um but they've been pretty solid together um we saw that he absolutely can play in something other than a three so thanks bruno Lodge for that yeah uh, um his uh diagonal balls that's the thing that i really like about him he can see a long pass and with teams really tearing us apart on the counters or liking to pressure us high because we've struggled with decision making when yep. they're right on top of us. That's a great get out of jail free card if he can hit those passes, which he has. Yeah, definitely. Um, Paul, you happy with uh, Cody as well? Bear in mind he's only on loan, so is this someone that you would like to sign permanently next summer? Yeah, I think he will be a permanent talent player, pending yeah. injuries, which is possible with Everton, obviously. But uh, yeah, he's just a no brainer. He's he's just a leader. I think. I heard um, someone on a podcast, don't know which one it was, sorry, just saying even when he was young in the Liverpool team, when he was like 14, 15, you could just hear him shouting all the time. Yeah. He said he got that off his dad. He's just been taught that. So mm. he's. I was saying to my dad, myself, when I was at the Forest game, you can just hear him shouting all the time. He just doesn't stop. And that's something that we desperately need. We've got him next to Tarkovsky. Um, yeah, good little pair in that. I was one of the ones who said he couldn't play in the four. I was one of them. Yeah. Said the press can make you believe certain things. Yeah. Well, uh, no, solid player. Big test for him tomorrow against Liverpool. Yeah. It's where a lot of our, uh, our fans will be saying he's always shite against Liverpool, so we'll see tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, he might have uh, a bit of that Jamie Carragher thing going where they think he's batting for the other side. Like, But we'll see. Um, yeah, no, fantastic signer for that. And as, as Andrew said, uh, is is long range passing? You know we've already seen it once now with the the golden goal against Leeds. So, yeah, no fantastic player. Um, moving on then to well, take your pick. You've got Onana. You've got uh, Mope. We'll we'll go with Onana. Andrew, talk to us about him. Are you happy with that one? Incredibly happy uh, because that's one of the first like young up and coming prospects we've really yeah. looked at. Uh, the last one I can think of honestly was Moise Keane. Uh, mm. That clearly didn't go great. But this is somebody that a lot of people would be wanting. But because of the link with Ghana and then because of Frank, he chose us, which is massive. Um, yeah. He seems right now he's still kind of got that baby deer, uh, baby giraffe, more like um, yeah. uh, chaos. He's like lightly controlled chaos right now where he mm. might make a mistake and it looks worse because he's a tree. Um, <laughs> but he can recover from it. And God damn, does he have some skill. Yeah. Um, I mean, against Villa, causing that own goal like entirely on his own was mm. nuts. I mean, obviously, Luka Dean helped. Yeah, he's a he's another beef boss who just you just give him the ball, let him run, and he'll just run straight through brick walls, and no one can stop him. Um, just a beast. That's the big thing, uh, right there. His character. He mm. came on, did what every Everton debutee does, and immediately made a mistake, which sort of led to a goal. I mean, half the pitch was still there, so people could have helped. But yeah, he indirectly caused a goal 
and seconds later he was right back at it didn't let his head drop for a second yeah definitely uh, the composure to pick out that pass as well and turn the defender on the touchline was just fantastic for that goal but yeah paul uh onana i think we spent uh was it 30 or 31 million pounds on him um yeah he was the gift from the board to lampard mm. i think lampard might have been getting a little bit frustrated and probably didn't think we could bring these kind of prospects into everton and the board said well yeah we'll go and get you on then yeah and he got him um think it up that we could pay an installments for him. I think we'd be paying for him for the next 35 years or something. But <laughs> no, he looks like a good player. He looks like he's going to get better and better. Yeah. As Andrew said, he's a little bit over-eager at the moment, which is a good thing. Mm. just wants to impress. And I don't think he thought he would be in the team as quick as he is. But uh, yeah. I like his attitude. He looks he looks like he'd give everything on the pitch, and I'm excited about him. Like. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can just see, like he's he, from the first interview. Really, I think everyone just took to him because of how well he spoke and uh, you know the character and and the, the personality that he's got. Yeah, he, he's another one as well. We need to remember how old he is. Yeah, I mean he's definitely. a big lad, but he's just turned twenty-one. Just I think a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, in a new country, I think he can speak about eighty-nine languages. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, good, good prospect. We, we, if people are obsessed with the money side of things, we could travel our money on him if he if it goes the right way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, look at anybody that's not like sure what exactly we're using him for, what we want him for. Look at Frank's comments in that interview. It's the most effusive praise. It's the happiest I've seen Frank yeah. outside of that Palace game. Like his eyes lit up at the chance to even just talk about Anana. Yeah, it's time. like you couldn't believe it, wasn't it, Andrew? Like, yeah, I can't believe the club have actually pulled this off for me. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the background. I think it sort of restored his faith in in the board. To be honest with you, yeah. yeah. That was directly after that. Uh, there is a void comment after the Minnesota United game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we we had rumbles that he was he just wasn't happy and things. I think we even touched on it on a pod, didn't we? But yeah, as you say, it seemed to uh, calm him down a little bit after that. Um, he he looks a talent like so. Yeah. I made up to see him, and I'm I'm actually surprised myself that he's been starting games recently. Um, but he's had to, honey. Yeah, Duke Corey dropping that was the big thing. I'm not entirely sure, Frank. Uh, though he does like using youth, I don't think that would have been Route One without yeah. Duke dropping. He did say yeah. he was a few weeks behind, didn't he? Yeah, mm. I think he even brought it up today in the press conference. Yeah, he's uh, he's still unfit apparently, according to Lampard. So if this is what he's like when he's only you know seventy, eighty percent fit, can you imagine yeah. what it'd be like when he's fully fit? So yeah, happy days on that one. Um, right, that's it. Let's have a look. We've got uh, Neil Mopey. Ten was it? Ten million rising to fifteen or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew starts us off on him. Uh, I think he's a great idea for a backup striker. I think a lot of people are upset, like, oh, we haven't really shored up our attacking options. We haven't replaced Richarlison. I would push back on that a little bit. I understand how attractive, like, a Chuck Wazey was. Mm. But I think we're keeping Gordon. So, in my mind, Gordon is the Richarlison replacement. Obviously, he has a ways to go. We know that. But I think Mope, knowing that he's coming in, not replacing DCL, he's just kind of papering over the cracks for now. And I think he also offers a different dynamic. If a hold-up play... And headers are not the end game. Mm. Mope's a sneaky little bastard, and he can wind up a crowd. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Paul? Are you uh, are you happy with that one? Do you think at yeah, fifteen mil um, he was too expensive? Originally, I was like, no, I wasn't really into it originally. But yeah, 
that was just me being a bit of a snob, to be honest. But uh, no, he's a nu- he's got the nuisance factor, hasn't he? Mopey. Mm. I think if you were the centre half, you not because he's particularly good, but he just he just annoy you. He's just there all the time. He, and um, I think he could cause problems. Yeah, he'll just never stop running. Um, footballers, footballer. If you're his teammate, you love him. If you're his opponent, you absolutely hate him. Um, yeah. And he's our bastard now, so we love him. So <laughs> it's embrace him. Yeah. We need it's him, be because Calvert, the, the pressure on Calvert Lewin to get, now to get back fit again, he could take some of that off him now. Yeah. Which is what we want. On that note, um, I mean, the biggest issue with Brighton, you know, XGFC is they created tons of chances, but were never clinical enough. Now, he is part of that, to be fair. Like, his accuracy with the final ball is not spectacular, but it's better than what we have now. And I mentioned this on the last show. He's got that striker's instinct in terms of the runs that he needs to be making. When we've tried to shoehorn our three wingers into that position, you can see they're not going the places that they would expect a striker to be. Yep. He's yep. scored a great goals. I think he's uh, misses a few of the easy ones. I think it's yeah. fair to say, but he does score a few cracking goals. Like, I think he might be our new penalty taker as well, by the way. Oh, wow. Could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm all right with that one myself. Um, I'm a bit annoyed that we didn't get another striker, but we'll come on to that after. Um, but let's move on to um well let's touch on uh, Idrissa Gay, why not? Um Paul, I'll come to you first on this one. Yeah, very, very the pleased. Prince, the prince has returned. Yeah. I've made up with that yesterday. It feels like it's been that that meme where you see the Titanic, it's been eighty four years. <laughs> it does feel like that, like it's sort of an anti climax when he signed, but it's an important sign and that. Mm. That just knits everything together for me. He goes straight in for me. There's no messing about there, you get him straight in the team. Yeah. Bags of experience. I think he's had to adapt his game while he's been at PSG. He's become more of a number eight than he is a number six, but I think he can play both. Yeah. yeah he, he'd be absolutely brilliant for Onana. I think they're from the same town. Hmm. So, yeah, you can bring him through. We all know it's a guy. He's got a shelf life now, what, two or three years, possibly. Yeah. But until there's there's life in the old dog yet, I'm telling you, he's, <laughs> I'm happy about that one. Like, very yeah, happy. Definitely. Um, yeah, Andrew, Idrissa Gay, two million. Yeah, that it's funny just because apparently there was a story that PSG was saying he could go to other places in Europe for free, yeah. but Everton have to pay. And it just made yeah. me think, like, man, what did Moise Keane do to make you guys yeah. mad? <laughs> um, but we got him. I think the biggest thing that he offers, I mean, we've got now two or three players that can play a six, eight kind of hybrid. Yep. rotating depending on what we need between him onana and even awobi mm. uh with how great he's been defensively but i think he offers us the most natural six and will let us play a four three three on the regular and that's the biggest thing because i'm with you i don't like the three four three mm. um as we've been using it at least and i think aside from maybe the first half of the derby uh we'll be done with it yeah definitely um Agree with that. He's a fantastic signing. I think he's he's one of the rare ones that actually he's got better since he's left Everton. I mean, obviously that's not the case in recent years, but that always used to be the case, especially when the more was here. You know, players would leave and they just drop off. But Idrissa Gay going to PSG playing with world class players, he's just got better for me. So I don't think I've uh, I've seen anyone might maybe the odd grumbling unhappy with this signing. No, really, I think mm-hmm. it seems 
universally accepted that we're all happy with this one. Good. Seen the yeah. odd one or two, but I think they're just, yeah. That's very not rare though. It's yeah. a two-year deal, right? He's 29, and we got him on a no, two-year with a third option. 32. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 32. He's 33 uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. I think gonna, them, uh, that was Tarkovsky's deal. We talk really? about sports science and that. I think it's just a guy. Is oh, yeah. He's just a well-oiled machine, and he just look after himself. I don't think yeah. there's any dangers of decline. Not in the next three or four years. Not in my opinion. Watch him be yeah. a bag of shite when he... <laughs> and walk when he, when he turns up tomorrow. No? Paul, kiss of death. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that that's a fantastic one. He goes straight in for me as well. Um, and then uh, James Garner, what was it? Just over eight million for him. And I think uh, a lot of Man United fans are actually upset about him leaving, especially a certain Bruno Bridge. Fernandez as well. So uh, yeah. Andrew, start us off on him. That uh, what's that United uh, YouTube asshole uh, Goldridge? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's so mad. It's delicious. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he's furious oh, yeah, he's fuming, because yeah. they didn't get a buyback. They got to sell on. They we they sold him for eight, rising to fifteen. Yeah. And then they get a twenty percent sell on if we move him. Hmm. But as well as he played for Forest, apparently, and as well like liked as he is by both United and Forest fans, and his ceiling seems to be very high. It really kind of defies logic that we got him on the deal that we did. Um, but again, it's another baby. He's 20, right? And yeah. he's still a prospect. He's not going to slot in just like Onana did, um, mm. it seems. So be patient. He's got crazy potential, and time under Frank will only do him better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Paul? I think, I think the United fans being absolutely good that he's gone tells its own story, doesn't he? Mm. I think he was earmarked as the one that will come through next in their midfield. Yeah. With the likes of McTominay and stuff. So yeah, no, I've seen him a few times for the uh, Forest last season. He, he takes set pieces as well, by the way. Mm. He's got a good delivery. So we might see that. Uh, 21, like Andrew said, he's only a baby and we need to be patient. We've got quite a young squad now with, with the likes of Tarkovsky, Cody and Gay helping them out as well. So yeah, but definitely. it is a young squad and we need to be patient with them. But no, I'm happy with that signing. I'm happy that Everton actually got a deal on their terms where it wasn't a buyback thing. So yeah, yeah. We haven't been out off there. So, yeah, no, I'm happy with that one. Yeah, could be a, a farewell gem, that one. Um, yeah, he was. I think he was uh, Nottingham Forest player of the season last year, even though he was on loan. And uh, Bruno Fernandes actually tweeted, uh, well, someone asked him in a Q&A, who's the player that you're most looking forward to out of the academy? And he actually said James Garner. So, um, yeah, he's a bit upset that he's left. So, I think he was, John. I think the plan was to use him this season. Yeah, could have been. I think they wanted to use him, and obviously something's happened, and maybe United brought more players in or something. They've had to get rid of him. But I think the plan was to use him in their team. I think that's why a lot of their fans are like, what's going on? Do you get what I mean? Why is he not in the squad? I think that could potentially be a brilliant signing for us. And listen, if he flops... What's fifteen million in today's game, really? Mm. Right. Yep, definitely. Um yeah, so I think I think that pretty much covers the incomings. Um Who's um who's your favourite signing then, John? Uh I I'd probably say Idris again, you know. I would. I think uh, it's a no brainer for that one. the fact that it's it's dragged on a bit too long, I was getting fed up. Um, you know, it's been well over a month and it's been dragging on and on and on, but 
now that he's done, I think for me that that I think the key is consistency. I don't see anyone being as consistent as Idrissa Gay in this team, and that's been the recurring theme, you know, throughout his game in the last three years with PSG. It's just consistency. So yeah, I'm uh, very happy with that one. Um, what about you then, uh, Paul? I'll come to you first if you have to pick one. I would have said a Dissi Gay, but the more and more I think about it, I think it's got to be Onana. Okay, yeah. I think just just for the ceiling he could hit. Mm. And I'm not talking about selling them on. I just I like to see these exciting young talents playing for Everton. Yeah. And I also got to throw one in, keeping Anthony Gordon. Yeah. That's as, that's as important as most signs for me. Like It's a big thing, that, yeah. Definitely. What about you, Andrew? If if you had to pick one, who would you, would you uh, be most excited by? Um, might seem boring. I think Tarkovsky is probably my favorite. Uh, the mentality yeah. that he's got, the grit, uh, and the leadership that he brings. Obviously, we've kind of doubled up on that now with Cody. But yeah. I think you know, you see something go south, and he is immediately in players and rest faces. When mm. I mean, remember, what was it? One of our kids. It was Warrington or. Um, Oh, what was the other one? At the uh, Stanley Mills. Stanley Mills, right? Yeah. And he's immediately over there taking charge of the situation and laying down the law. So I'm all yeah. for that. It was the same against Leeds, wasn't it? When um, yeah, with Gordon, with, I don't know who the Leeds player was. I'm sorry. Yeah, Christmas, but, uh, he, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he was straight over there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I love oh, yeah. that in an Everton player. Sends um, him flying. I'm also afraid. Have you ever guys seen uh, 22 Jump Street? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the they're the line where he's like, nobody tell him he's good or leave this shitty program. That's how I feel about Onana. Like, yeah, we can't yeah, we'll talk about it too much because some fucking city will take him. Yeah. Well, if, if Romelu Lukaku's his best mate, then we've yeah. got no chance there. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Um. Well, let's just touch on the outgoings then. So obviously, the major one was uh, Richarlison going to Spurs for around sixty million. Um. So. How do we feel about that overall now that it's settled and we brought players in? Um, Andrew, how, how do you feel about that now? I'm actually okay with it. I'm going to miss the guy a lot, but he was always going to go. We only got an extra year out of him because of Carlo. Mm. As soon as Carlo was gone and then a really bad year under Rafa, like, there was no chance we were keeping him. Um, so I figured it was going to happen anyways. We should have gotten more money for him, I think. Um, if any of those Chelsea River Fees for Gordon were true, like, getting Richie for 50 to 60 is a crime. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I've always kind of thought this Richie didn't play particularly well at DCL. They did not seem to want to assist each other. They never seemed to look for each other. It was always each of them playing as like an isolated striker against the keeper. It, it never seemed yeah. like they fit each other. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. When they were playing a four, four, two, they looked uh, a little bit disjointed. Um, for me, it was always the case if we were to sell one of them, Calvert Lewin or Richarlison, it would have been Richarlison. Um, how do you feel about that, Paul? Are you under the same mindset there? Yeah, everyone who listens to this pod knows that I'm a massive Calvert Lewin fan. I just am. I have been from the start. Maybe I see things that others don't see. I don't know. Maybe that's just me blind faith by me. But I always said if I could lose one of the two, I would have lost him. I like Richarlison as a player. Really, I can think he's great. I think I miss his character more. Yeah. Which is like, you know, you've got to have a bit of a bond. I think 99.9% of Evertonians have a bond with Richarlison. You yeah. see the Spurs fans are getting it already. Mm. He just, he would give absolutely everything for your club. But I do think his output could have been better, by the way. But yeah. Always thank him. 
he was a massive part of why we stayed up. Mm. But uh, yeah, when whenever Tottenham come to Goodison, he'll be getting booed like everybody else does. So yeah, there you go. Just think about, I mean, you could do this with anything with hindsight or a, you know, time machine or a magician's wand, but a functional midfield, like we seem to be building now and then Mm. put Richarlison on like, oh man, his numbers would have looked so much better. Oh yeah. 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 It's a shame that you'd have to sell one to get the other, isn't it? Right. Why can't you have everything at the same time? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, one of them that we left that we actually offered a new contract to was uh, John Joe Kenny. Um, I think everyone's forgotten about him, but he obviously left and turned down a new deal. Um, Paul, are you, you going to miss Kenny? <laughs> yeah, not particularly, but uh, oh, good on him. You know what I mean? Mm. Believing he could have sat on Everton's bench for the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, local lad. He only lives born 10 minutes away from the ground himself. Went to the same school as me, by the way. Yeah. Um, no good on him. He's gone out and he's gone to make a career for himself. So and he'd done well in Germany before, didn't he? To go to Germany, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Schalke, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's gone back. Who's he gone to? Hoffenheim or someone? Uh Hertha Berlin, I think it was. Oh, see, I'm talking absolute rubbish. Yeah, but uh no good on him. Going forward your career and wish him all the best. Like, but I won't miss him, no. Yeah. Andrew, do you think uh, we've left ourselves short there? I mean, obviously you've got Patterson and Coleman, but do you think we could have done just as a, a third choice? I, short of what? I think Frank relied on him too much to be the square pick for the round hole. Mm. That's kind of why I'm glad he's gone. Like I, I did like him, that he yep. was willing to do a job, but I think Frank used him as a crutch a bit too often. I think that was one of the earliest mistakes that I saw from Frank. And I was like, ooh, not really yeah. feeling this. No, he was trying to shoehorn him into left back and stuff like that. It just wasn't for me. The only time, though, he did keep uh, St. Maximan completely ineffective in that game which if you've seen him this season is incredible mm. yeah, um, I definitely. cannot believe he did that but he had him in his pocket it was nuts that little uh, Cruyff turn that he yeah. hit him with <laughs> and I'll never forget yeah. the uh, wink penalty from the Florida Cup yeah 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 definitely um, just moving on then to uh, well there's loads that have gone I'll just reel them off actually uh, Cenk Tosin uh, Gomez oh, just no. I'm absolutely crying my eyes out for him. <laughs> I miss him and his hairline. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what can we say about him? Sigurdsson. <clears throat> Do you just have to say allegedly when you say his name now? Is that the, the Yeah, role? allegedly, unconfirmed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sigurdsson. Oh, so man, that one pissed me off because we had him sold to Palace and then his knee combusted. Tosin, yeah. It mm. was a done deal. Uh, like, yeah. oh, no. Him and Dali Ali playing for the Besiktas now, aren't he? Yeah, watch them rip it up this season. Watch it. Um, yeah, Dali Ali uh, just didn't work out. Apparently, I've seen a, a story just recently that Harry Redknapp actually yeah. advised Lampard to sign Dali Ali, but now he's saying he, he advised him wrong and it backfired. So, Paul, uh, what do you think about Dali Ali and are you going to miss him? No, I'm not going to miss him. Uh, again, thank him for that last day of the season. He uh, yeah, he took the bull by the horns on that last day and decided to drag us over the line, kicking and screaming. I think he was a big part of that actual game, that game. Yeah. But um, no, it just he's one of them, and he, I just don't think he can put it in the training. He's just completely the day to day, Monday to Friday. I just don't think he's bothered. Yeah, and that must be very frustrating for someone like Frank Lampard, who's 
dedicated his life to football, stayed behind for hours in training to make mm. his game better. To see someone with all that talent and who's just not willing to put it in, it must be frustrating. Like, yeah, definitely. What about you, Andrew? Uh, Deli Ali. I mean, he's only on loan, so uh, you know we'll, we'll get him back next season. And, or maybe mm-hmm. if uh, that's triggered the clause that they've got in January, perhaps I don't know. But uh, it's a bit of a shame it didn't work out, isn't it? It is, but I think especially in like a four three three, like he probably wasn't going to fit in that well. He was more of a four two three one guy. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the biggest reasons why he was brought in. If I guess if the Harry Redknapp situation is true, maybe mm-hmm. that changes things. But with Rafa playing that four two three one, he seemed like a highly skilled player who could slot into that system. Frank wouldn't have to change much for the you know last six months that he had, and. Yeah. It just clearly hasn't worked out in terms of his effort level in training. Um, I don't know if you guys watch fights at all, but it reminds me of like BJ Penn, where yep. he's his absolute phenom as a youth. And then because he was so good, he did not train hard. And mm. we don't really get to see the best of him anymore. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, actually. I was really excited when we got him, but um just doesn't look like he wants to... Uh you know, perform and, and train, especially on the training ground. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we've touched on Deli Ali there. So just moving on to another one. Uh, obviously, El Ghazi's loan came to an end this summer and he went back to Villa and they've just got rid of him again. So not much to say about that one, is there really? Come back to Ajax, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gone to Ajax, yeah. We don't know if he was a bad player or not. We honestly do not know. Yeah. It's also like the Cabana one. No, we'll probably come on to him in a bit. But mm. can we really... Honestly, hands on heart, say they weren't good enough when we just don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Just didn't even get a chance. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of, um, who was it? What's his name? Uh, Josh King. Just didn't even get a chance. We, I yeah. thought he would have been all right, but it's just one of them, isn't it? Um, it, it? You know, it's got that Kia Jarabchi written all over that one. And El Ghazi. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? El Ghazi? <laughs> sure. He was here, apparently. I've been yeah. told. I don't know. I seen him. Yep. He had like one <laughs> one appearance, I think. Yeah, I think I think we the just basically got he him. Could have done like really, really well. We were never gonna get, which is a penalty. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We just got him just to stop him scoring against us for one season. That's it. That's yeah. literally yeah. all it was. Um let's have a look. Well we'll we'll come on to Gabamon then, Paul. Yeah, it's just a shame, mate. Um, I say I don't really think it's unfair of us to say he's shite and useless and all that. He's just he's had two, possibly three, career threatening injuries that his body just cannot recover from. Especially for the Premier League, might be suited yeah. to other leagues, but no, we'll just never know, will we? Just one of them. He was brought in to replace Adisigay. Now we've had to bring Adisigay in to replace Adisigay. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's a shame, really. I've got no ill feelings towards him, me personally. Like, hmm. yeah. What about you, Andrew? Are you? Uh, that just goes in the bin. That one, doesn't it? Basically, yeah. I mean, he was before my time. Like, uh, Ghana left before I was a supporter. Um yeah. I saw JPEG do one thing, and then his knee broke again. <laughs> uh, just it seems like he's got one of those cursed careers. Hmm. Um, I hope he comes yeah, back. He full fitness in some way, even if it's yeah. not for us. Because he just seemed like he had a really high ceiling. But yeah. he'd done this tie, similar to Calvert-Lewin, possibly worse. And then he came back, and apparently he was playing foot tennis. Yeah, yeah. And then ripped his Achilles, 
Mm. I mean, that's just messing around in your spare time. Yeah. And you can't have a go at someone for messing, you know, the young oh. lads are just having a laugh with each other, Andy, and it's, his Achilles is gone. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Be- he went on the uh, on loan to uh, Russia, didn't he, in January? And I think he got a couple of man of the match awards, didn't he? I think he was like ripping it up. Yeah, just weird, proper weird. Well, what's his contract? He what's he still got a couple of years left, doesn't he? Uh, do you know what? I'm not actually too sure. I think he has actually. Um, let's double check. Let me click on him. Should have this already if you're not, but it is what it is. Contract expires next summer. So yeah, he's just on loan, and then he'll just go next summer. So that's 25 million if you're into yeah. your uh, finances, like which you just spent on on hospital bills. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, paying the physio with wages uh, for yeah. doing double time. Um, yeah, and then we've we uh we had Niels and Kunku. He, I think he's just left on loan again to go to Cardiff. Um, but uh, yeah, that was always going to be the case with Vinagre. But um, do you still see a future for uh, Niels and Kunku, Paul? Yeah, I think he signed a new contract before he left, didn't he? Yeah. I think that they're impressed with him, but maybe they think he needs to toughen up a bit. Yeah. So they sent him to the Championship, which is probably, I'd argue, the toughest league in Europe. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think they actually do like that. I hope so, anyway. I hope they do like because he looks good to me. He looks rapid, but we yeah. don't see him in training every day. But the fact that they give him a new deal either says protecting their investment or they do actually want him to play for Everton again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How about you, Andrew? Do you uh, see him as a long-term uh, player like? I do. I think having three now left-backs between Miko, him, and Vinagre is good because then we can figure out who's the asset and who's the future investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I really definitely agree with Paul there with uh, the championship being tougher. He was at Lille? Yeah, or... uh, Standard Liège. Okay, yeah, I knew he was uh, in France... For I think we might have bought him off Leo. Did we? Okay, I thought he went on loan to Leo also. I think it was standard Asian. Okay, maybe it's the other way around. Either way, he came from France, so getting him more time with the English game and regular minutes mm. is going to be massive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Fabian Delph, well, we seem to have replaced him with a couple of nice midfielders who are much better hey, John, than him, in my opinion. He's so. still available, you know. <laughs> What I will say is, um, towards the end of last season, he did put in a couple of performances. I think yeah. he was trying to earn in a contract somewhere else. But yeah, as you say, no one's bothered to pick him up. Like so, it is what it is with him. Um, Andrew, do you want to touch on Delph, mate? I hated him. <laughs> Just I hated him so much. He ever since that uh, All or Nothing City video, yeah, like. That is the most bullshit, like, coach's son spouting platitudes but actually saying nothing. Yeah. That uh, we just need to make our runs. Like, mm. you're not saying anything, you asshole. The basics. Yeah, exactly. The like, you're the just saying that. Like, it's easy to say that. It's like a motivational <laughs> cat poster in a man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah. He is about Delph. I think he could, that's not enough. Obviously, don't, don't think I'm saying it's enough, but. He did um, contribute towards us staying up as well. Yeah. If you just take that little block of games he did against Chelsea, he's probably man of the match, wasn't he? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. But that's it. Yeah. That in what, three years, four years, whatever it was. Yeah. Again, yeah. hospital bills. That's all you were paying for. Appearances. 
Yeah, I think he, he, he burnt his bridges with the fans very, very early. You know, as soon as he signed, he was having a lot of people on Instagram and, you know, getting involved with comments and things. So uh, he didn't really help himself or cover himself in glory after that. So, no. yeah, so, um, we won't miss him. Um, moving on, Jared Branthwaite has gone on loan to PSV. Um, Paul, he's an exciting one for the future, isn't he? And uh, do you think that's a good move, PSV? Yeah, I think it's a brilliant move. Don't spread your wings, in it? Fan country, see what it's all about. Passionate fans, then PSV fans. They're yeah. like, you know, if you're not playing well, they'll support you if you if you are playing well as well. So uh, I think he will play for Everton. I'd be shocked, shocked if he doesn't play for Everton. I think he's could be our next centre back for the next ten years. Yeah, personally, like that's why Tarkovsky has been brought in as, and he'll eventually take over Tarkovsky. I think, in my opinion, like yeah, definitely. Uh, Andrew, do you think uh, we loaned them out a little bit too early? If uh, I mean Holgate and Godfrey are injured now, and you know Cody and Tarkowski, if they pick up a an injury, you've got Reese Welch. But do you think uh, he should have been next in line there? Um, conflicted on that one. Hmm. It's like it, he had that Everton curse, right? His first appearance, what was it? Uh, Against Newcastle, Sheffield? I think. Oh, Sheffield, yeah. Uh, Sheffield or Southampton, somebody in black and red, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, immediately, within a matter of actual seconds, uh, got done and they scored. It's like, wow, uh, that sucks. Um, but he also equalized against Chelsea last year at Stamford Bridge. Yep. And so, then got COVID. <laughs> and then he got COVID, right? Um, <laughs> I think with the defenders that we have now, Mina's going to be gone at mm. the end of the year, no matter what. Tarkovsky and Cody are going to be steady Eddie's there, you know, 37 of the 38 games for the most part. Yep. I don't think Holgate's super fragile, but he has been getting hit a lot, I've noticed. Mm. Like, he's been getting abused in both boxes and, like, no calls are given. Um, yep. So I don't necessarily think that he's, like, fragile. It's just he's taking a lot of knocks. Um, Godfrey, I think, will be fine. Uh, he's a freak athlete. He'll be all right. Um, yep. So I think it was a – in the end – Having said all that, I think it probably was a good idea for a loan. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think Everton could foresee what was going to happen, could they? You know? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Biscuit legs, whatever. But Godfrey <laughs> basically breaking his leg. And now Holgate getting done against Brentford. I don't, even for as bad as it's been for injuries, I don't think anyone could see that one coming. No. no. I mean, how ridiculous is that? They were talking about another player that's broke his leg. You know, what's that like? I think Graham mentioned it on a, a couple of pods ago. Uh, you know, about four or five players in the last five or six years is just, just a joke, isn't it? You worried mean, now, aren't you? I mean, I am personally. I'm like, who's next? Yeah, definitely. I'm honestly, I'm like, who is next here now? Yeah, you, you know, you've heard of all kinds of stupid things with the injuries and training, and it's just, yeah, it's just madness. Um, but yeah, no good move for uh, Gerald Branthwaite, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you can you can come back a better player there. Um, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? We've pretty much summed. All of them up, ins and the outs. What's that? Dobbin and Sims. Dobbin yeah. and Sims, yeah. Yeah. Well, go on then. Give us a go I on there. The, the Derby fans only going off Twitter and they're absolutely raving about Dobbin. They think he's great. Um, so that can only go well for us. Remember, we loaned Leon Osmond to Derby County. He came back a bit of a better player. Yeah. So it's the same case with him. Sims, I'd like to see Sims given a chance, but I just don't. Think they fancy him personally. I think they yeah. see him as a sellable asset. Um, what that is, he seems to me like a B tier version of like Holland. He is scoring wherever he goes. Yeah, it's just at a much lower level. 
obviously. But yep. he scored for fun at Hearts. He's scoring for fun now at Sunderland. Like, just killing it. I I just wonder if it's because of DCL's such a singular profile of a player mm. and that they're trying to build around that, that it's just difficult to replicate what you could need. Could be the day-to-day, couldn't it? We don't see him day-to-day. It could yeah. be he's not putting in the training. This is like, well, until you start, you're not getting a game. Yeah. Don't know, do we? No, that's true, but, mate. Uh, you can't argue with what the lad's doing everywhere he's been. He knows mm. where the net is. Yeah. And a lot of Everton players don't. So it is a bit baffling. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. And he's not a tap-in merchant either. He's crafting goals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of them, he can, he's got a shot on him. Like he's got a lot of power. Um, As you say, he's a bit of a unit as well. We've used that word quite a bit on the pod, like, but he is. He's a beast. Um, but Yeah, hopefully they can come back stronger. Gomez, um, Gomez is the last one, isn't he? Yeah, Gomez and also Warrington has just gone yesterday to Fleetwood. Oh. Um, But, yeah, talk to us about Gomez, Paul. He's uh, gone on loan to Lille. Yeah, just a shame on Mrs. Kerr, his face, his handsomeness. But, uh, his hair. <laughs> I still maintain that that hugathon where he let thousands of Evertonians touch him has cursed him. Yeah. They've left their prints on him. It's just he hasn't been able to shake it off now. But seriously, <laughs> he is what one tackle can change your whole career. Yeah. I think that's what you can put it down to. People will say, well, he wasn't playing well before that, but Everton weren't playing well before that. Yeah. So it's not just him. And fully fit. Andy Gomez back with Ghana Gay. We've seen how that worked before. Would have been yeah. nice to have seen that again, but yeah. just not to be. I think again, wish him all the best. People are saying he's a leech and all that, but you pay me one hundred and twenty thousand pounds a week. I'll sit on the bench. Yeah, well, at least he's blame. gone. Out. Don't blame, don't blame the player. Blame the game. No, exactly, mate. And at least he's actually gone out on loan all season. He could have just sat there, as you said. So he he does want to play football. Um. It's a shame about Gomez. I, I really liked him. As soon as he came in, I thought he was a bit of a Rolls Royce, to be honest. He had that game against Liverpool where he just ran the show. Um, but yeah, that injury is just a shame. Andrew, uh, Andre Gomez um, on loan when he comes back next year. Is it time to get rid then? Yes, absolutely. He's yeah. on 100 plus a week. Hmm. Right? Like everything we can do to whittle that down to get people who want to play for Everton. We have to. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm still shocked we didn't sell Mina the second we landed Tarkovsky, mm. and that's gonna burn us because he's going on a free, and he's expensive. I yeah. have a question. Go ahead, mate. Do you think if Calvert Lewin wasn't injured, he would have been sold? No, no. Um, I think, him, mm, I, I I think he would have gone before a Charleston, if I'm honest, because there was rumors of him last year going to Arsenal. Last year, I, um, I know they were talking about that, but with Richie so likely to go, regardless, mm. like just because of his own wishes, not because of the money, I think we were always going to try and keep Dom. Yeah, possibly, possibly, you never know. Um, but yeah, so let's let's do a rating then. So, uh, Andrew, I know you like your ratings, mate. So, uh, rate the window out of ten. Uh, happy Frank. Happy Out-of-10. Frank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, that doesn't really apply here. That's bad math. Uh, I would say uh, eight, eight and a half out of ten. Easy. Uh, would have liked one of the like kind of flagship named wingers like Chukweze, yeah, um, or Watkins, uh, even like mm. just another attacker. But I'm happy as is. I think we've gotten ourselves solid through the back and the midfield so much so that the front can now thrive once everyone's yep. helped. Yep, definitely. What about you, Paul? Are you uh, give us a rating and are you disappointed that we didn't finish it off with a forward? I'll just go for a steady seven. Yeah, uh, I think it was a good window. I think 
had their hands tied by FFP and stuff like that, the stuff that we're all bored of listening to. And yeah, they've got as many outs as they can, and they've tried to get deals and installments. And they like they picked a nice cake, just would have liked a bit of a cherry on the top with another striker. But yeah, I don't hear, I can't really argue. I think, yeah, we just got to be patient with this team now. It's going to take a while, but it's, it's starting to look like Frank Lampard's team now. Yeah, well, it is Frank Lampard's team now. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's uh, tough to him to to get the best out of them now. Um, yeah, John. I think I'd go for a. I think I'd go for about a seven. Yeah, probably. Uh, set well, set between seven and eight. I'd say it's never going to be a high rating because you've lost one of your best players. Um, I don't care if you replace them or not. You've still lost them. Um, you always want to try and add. Um, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing that we've lost him. But getting people out the door for me was was just a massive thing. I think Thelwell has done an incredible job this summer. He's been really, really busy. Um, but yeah, if that's what Thelwell can do in his first window, his first proper window, then I'm really excited for the future. So yeah, happy days. Um, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for the uh, the transfer window show. Um, yeah, is there anything that we'd like to add on that before we go, like? No, uh, copy to gobshite. Yeah, copy to gobshite. Yeah, and... Uh, Hopefully we can come back with a, a preview of that game. I mean, sorry, a, a match reaction, and it's a positive one. But uh, yeah, Paul, Andrew, thanks for joining me. And uh, Everton, aren't we? Everton, aren't we? Everton, aren't we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton, aren't we? podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your Evertonian friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we try to build this thing up. Alternatively, you can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like us to discuss on the show, then please reach us via email at EAWPodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by 3 Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or you can call them on 01925 550 333. Go ahead and check them out for all your transport refrigeration needs.